Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Charlie Palillo. Hey. Hello, world. Welcome in to Moneyline, a special edition. No Charlie Palillo, but the things are still the same around the table here. Next to me, the statistician at Josh Jordan 97.5 was where you can find him. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. I know the fantasy God smiled upon me. It was a great weekend. How did things go for you, my man? I know the Seattle play, that that worked out really nice for you last week. And if you guys don't know, we host a Sunday show on the weekends. We cover uh, fantasy football, NFL gambling. Uh, Jerry Bow writes all his gambling content for SportsMap. I do most of the fantasy content. And A.J. Hoffman, of course, does the rankings. So that was Jerry's big play this week was the Seattle team total on the over. And it came through, my man. Good job. If you're a gambler, if you're a fantasy guy, this is the show for you. We're usually on Sundays, like Josh said, from 10 to noon, leading you up to kickoff. Another person that's always with us every Sunday, jamming out, Kip! What's up, fellas? You know, call me crazy, right? Because... The school gave us off a week. Obviously, you know, students are out. Why, why are we at school? I haven't had a week off in like seven years, but I couldn't miss my boys, man. I had to show up today <laughs> and tomorrow. I had to do it. So, you know, call me crazy, but I'm here. No, we appreciate it, Cam. It's nice to have the, like Jerry said, the, the, the original lineup going. Make us a little more comfortable. I know we're in a different time slot, but the show pretty much stays the same. Hope everybody did really well in their gambling and their fantasy this week. I mean, it was a huge week. It was the championship week for a lot of teams. And, of course, you know, we're we're getting down to uh, the playoffs. You know, NFL playoffs are coming one more week, and we'll get into a lot of that. A lot of these scenarios on who's going to be playing their guys, who can clinch, all that kind of stuff. We'll get into it. We'll take an early look at all the games, and we'll look back a little bit on what happened over the last few days because I know there's a lot of us that, you know, we had family stuff. It was Christmas. Maybe not everybody's caught up on what, what went down the last few days. So we'll get into that as we get into the show a little bit. Also, I know that uh, the fantasy hangover is still fresh right now. We're within a week. Uh, and, and, and honestly, a lot of, I mean, whenever you set up these leagues on ESPN, some of them come standard now that you go into week 17, which I'm not a fan of it one bit. But if you are, we'll, uh, we're going to recap some of the games from a fantasy, a fantasy perspective as well in case you got a couple questions or, or even some keeper questions, anything. We're going to touch it. It's, it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year show. We're going to have some fun with it. We're going to give out some awards also, and then we'll get into some serious stuff, which is the the money, the lines coming up this week. I know uh, we got a lot of gamblers out there that are probably looking to make some money. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, we'll also we'll get into the Texans. We're a Houston-based show. We love getting in the Texans game. We'll talk about that heartbreaking loss to the Eagles this week. That one was really tough. Man, Deshaun Watson played really well, though, and it, that was just a tough break for the team. I, I was upset with the clowny rough in the passer call. I, I know by the rules, I guess he lowered his helmet, but I didn't really think that was worth throwing a flag for. And, I, you know, clearly it cost him the game. I'm talking about Watson real quick, and it is a end of the fantasy football year show. So Watson, he ended up fifth overall for scoring as a quarterback. Is that where you pictured him? Yeah. Actually, you know, when I saw people taking him in the third round, I thought that was way too soon. You know, and this it 
that paid off, guys, by the way, waiting on quarterbacks. That paid off this year. So, you know, I figured Watson would finish top five. I just didn't think he would be, you know, top one or two. I didn't think he would do what he did last year, and that turned out to be the case. But, man, he was fantastic the other day. He ran a little more, got some more rushing production. And, man, he looked really good. And let's face it, man, he's throwing to DeAndre Hopkins and a bunch of nothing else. I mean, there's not, you know, everybody's hurt. And we're going to have to get into that a little bit. How are they going to replace Demarius Thomas? Yeah, I, I took a look at his contract for next year. So I'll let you guys know if the Texans can get out of that contract with, you know, he, he blew out his Achilles, it looks like. So him being ready for next year, that's probably going to be a long shot. 36 and a half points for Watson last year. Uh, last week, I'm sorry. Who else was cash? Oh, man, for me, you know, I... For those that don't know, I write under the radar plays for Sports Map, and the two guys I pushed really hard were both quarterbacks, and they were Nick Foles and they were Aaron Rodgers. And my lord, Aaron Rodgers with over 40 fantasy points, he carried me to a championship. Nick Foles, we, we told everybody that would listen, you know, Texans secondary was going to struggle. He was going to put up big points. We even did a DraftKings lineup on the air. That and cashed. It, and, and it cashed. We put Nick Foles in our quarterback slot, and that, that came through big time. And, you know, obviously if you watch the game, you know Nick Foles had a huge game. So that those were my – there were a lot of them. This is probably one of the best weeks I've had. So I, I was really – really excited especially for our listeners the people that do listen to us man you want to get it right especially when their money's on the line around christmas right i mean we had some tough ones last yeah. week we had guys calling us saying what do you do with Gurley or, or mac uh, do i sit Gurley?" and we were talking about it while we were pre-gaming right now and it's like it was crazy to tell this guy mac but we had to because he was uh, I, I figured he was going to end up in the top 10 and we didn't know what Gurley's status was so it comes to a point where you got to take chances but don't get too cute. Now, when it came to that, it's not getting cute whenever you, your, your, your drop off is to Marlon Mack. Now, if you're dropping off to some random name, then it gets a little tricky. And I, I feel so sorry for people. Whenever my, my, uh, and I'm not even an owner of Tar Gurley, whenever my notifications went off, I read that and my heart just sunk, just thinking a few hours. It, I think it was like an hour before kickoff, an hour before kickoff. And you're just sitting there seeing that and, just thinking uh, he took people to the Super Bowl and uh, he giveth, he taketh. He taketh the way. And what was tough is even if you picked up C.J. Anderson, you weren't sure how much work he was going to get. So, you know, he ended up coming through, but you had to kind of roll the dice a little bit there. And, you know, I was really glad that guy called in. We pointed him in the right direction because that, that was a tough one. I mean, Todd Gurley, you don't, you know, you start your studs when you can, but it was a late kickoff. And, you know, that's the that's the trade-off, right? You have to have another option in that, you know, that 3 o'clock slate of games. If he doesn't play, you don't want to take a zero from your best player in the biggest game of the year. So th that was a really big one last week. So I'm glad that came through. Anybody for you that just had a huge game that, that helped you out this week, Jerry? I mean, I was on the uh, Chris Carson train pretty big. Yeah, he came through. Damian Williams. I mean, we were all over him. Uh, we, yeah. we told people to start him. Obviously, coming off the big week, he was an auto start. But a lot of people had tricky situations, and also just your nerves kick in whenever you're making it to the Super Bowl. You start second guessing yeah. yourself, and should I change this or that? And at the end of the day, you got to go with what got you there. Except for whenever things are such in question, and you have a liable backup like the, the Gurley situation. Anybody else for you? though because oh, i'm telling you you're uh under the radar went off I, like I, I did all my dfs squads with that all of them made money all of them were in the place all of them doubled up that's crazy and i mean just to read off if here's the running backs i said to start this week 
Marlon Mack, he didn't have a huge game, but he scored, so he, he did okay. Damian Williams, Jalen Samuels, Sony Michelle, Derrick Henry, and Jamal Williams for the Packers. Every single one of them came through for you. So I, I was excited about that. And, you know, obviously every week that's not going to happen. But, you know, I got it right that week. And, and then uh, you know, I hope it helps some people out. I know it helped me out. I ended up winning my league. Uh, receivers I did, you know, pretty well. Edelman came through big time. I pushed him really hard. Jordy Nelson was was pretty good. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey didn't quite come through. He got a little – I think he had some cramps in that game. And he had to leave for a little while. He did – he ended up having a decent day. Um, remember, we had a call, somebody asking if uh, they should start Thielen or Alshon Jeffrey last week, and we said, you know, go ahead and go with Thielen, and Thielen wasn't much better, but he was a little better, so we got that one right. So, you know, you never know, and if we go over to the, the fantasy trash category, you know, for me, it's obviously Todd Gurley that, that comes to mind to me. Just I know he didn't start, but a lot of people were counting on him to start, and yeah... I hope that didn't kill you. You know, he was probably the big reason that you got into that game. But, you know, it's really disappointing. But that's what happens at the end of the year. And we're going to get into, the you know, the Week 17 stuff. There's going to be some guys that don't play this week. And if you're in one of those leagues where you played a Week 17, you know, Week 17 and Week 16 are combined for your Super Bowl week, we'll try and we'll try and help you guys out, give you some ideas for for who to start and who to stay away from this week. And if you're one of those guys that your season ended, we'll have DFS. We're going to be building some DraftKings lineups on on air with you guys. So feel free to pull up the screen and we'll start filling in some players. Like I said, the last week's public, I say, uh, lineup, it cashed easy. So hopefully we can do the same for you guys. Yeah, and Jerry, Jerry's going to take a look at the early lines and try and get you, get you ready for this week, Week 17 and NFL betting. We'll take a look at that a little later in the show. But it looks like we got a phone call. You want to take it from, uh, it. from Harrison? Harrison, what do you got for us, my man? What up, guys? You know I just had to call, and thank you guys for helping me come through on my big Super Bowl win last week. I completed the three-peat in my, my league with my friends nice. and family, so... You guys were a big part of that. I had to call and thank you and give you the props that you deserve and congratulate you guys on an excellent fantasy football year. Everybody knows Moneyline is the next hottest show in the biz. Man, thanks, Harrison. I appreciate it, man. For everybody that knows, you know, Harrison produced our show last week. He's a huge fantasy football guy, and uh, we love working with him. And, hey, I'm, I'm glad we got it right for you, Harrison. Back to back to back. You don't usually hear somebody winning their championship three years in a row, man. Congratulations. Yeah, man, it's all thanks to you guys. You know, keep up the good work. I'll be listening. All right, thanks, Harrison. So there you have it. So sometimes it does come through, right, Jerry? We we get it right sometimes. So we, we got to pat ourselves on the back every now and then because we kill ourselves when we get it wrong, too. Yeah. So, you know, we, we keep it fair. It's a thin line. It's a very thin line. And we'll touch on a much more things, especially that Texans game when we yeah. get back. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 97.5. Welcome back to Moneyline. No Charlie Palillo as he's off on vacation, but we're here to take care of you for the next hour and 45 minutes. Josh Jordan, Cam Smith, your man Jerry Bow, and let's get back into some of these games because we have a lot to touch on as far as that Texans game from a from a gambling standpoint, from the DFS, from the season long to everything and your heart's involved right in the middle of it because at the end of the day, if you're listening, you're in Houston right now, that was that's your team, that's your squad. Yeah. And if you had Earth, say for example, on your on your fantasy squad and in a Super Bowl matchup, 
How excited were you? 713-780-3776. Give us a call. We want to hear if you went out there and knocked down the, the title this week. Give us a call. If you were bad beat, I saw someone lose on a kneel this week. Yes. The guy sent me his box score losing on a kneel in the Super Bowl. That is rough. That is rough. So we're here to uh, listen to anything you got to say. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on Twitter at Moneyline975. We'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, no doubt about it. It was a big week. And yeah, sometimes you have those little fluky things that cost you a championship in fantasy or you know, even in gambling. If you, know, if you have a play go against you, it can change everything. I definitely think a lot of Texans fans were not happy to see uh, Zach Ertz just running all over the field. I mean, it's like the one guy you're like, we need to make sure we don't let him kill us in the the entire game. I think he had almost like 10 catches in the first half or something. It it was unbelievable. And we know Texans struggle with the tight end position just in general. But I was really kind of, you know, a little upset with Romeo Cornell because so many times I'm like, I don't see anybody within 10 yards of Zach Ertz, you know? like I mean, but this is what we've been seeing and hearing for the last couple of years. Like, this isn't just something that's popped up the last few games about the Texans not covering tight ends. Like, this is constantly the same thing we hear every year. And you wonder, when is, when is it going to get fixed? And it just, nothing seems to work. It doesn't. And, you know, typically it's the safety play that, that takes care of your tight end and a lot of coverages. And the Texans really upgraded their safeties this year. I mean, you know, Reed has been great and, and Tyron Matthew. and But it hasn't made a huge difference as far as limiting tight ends. So I guess that's something that's just going to continue to be a problem going forward. Luckily, this week they get the Jags. Jags don't really have an outstanding tight end option. That's not really how their offense runs. They don't have anything option at the moment. It doesn't even seem like they want to play. Just think about it like this. Bortles, he might have to come back in. Yeah. What what is his mentality? Leaving, coming, how he came into the season and leaving out this door right now that he's currently looking at. What is his mentality? What is his teammates' mentality? Do they even want to get out there and play for him? Uh, That's so so crazy. Whenever you have a team, you call it the dream coaster situation. Whenever you have a team that has such high expectancy going into the year, as did the Jaguars, look where they are now. What is the feeling in that locker room? It's bad. It, it it has to be. But, I mean, you know, the season's basically over. They have one more game. I'm sure they love to stick it to the Texans. That's that's how they roll. So my concern, though, is that, you know, Jalen Ramsey's going to be on DeAndre Hopkins this week. And I know Hopkins has had some success against him, but you're not expecting Hopkins to take over the game against a guy like Jalen Ramsey. And with the Texans' injuries at all their other receiver positions, it makes you wonder, like, how are they going to move the ball this week? It, it's it's going to be a challenge. You just got to hope maybe the Jags start pulling their starters like they did uh, this past couple weeks ago, and and maybe they, they get over that way. So it's a strange week. At least the Texans get this game at home. I think that's big. We'll see if Lamar Miller comes back. That, that'll help. Um, you know, Foreman, we got to see him a little bit last week, but – in a negative way. Yeah, I mean. But uh, what's expected out of the guy? I mean, yeah, it's the first week back. You know, tough matchup against the Eagles. So hopefully he'll just kind of keep getting better as he gets, you know, more acclimated to being back on the field. What hurts there is that it's going to be forgotten what Deshaun did at the end of that game. Yeah. It's it's going to be swept under the rug unless you're a Houston guy. You know what I mean? It's It was incredible what he did. It shows what he can do. It shows that he's just as good as anybody out there because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mahomes is Mahomes. and. Yeah. It's a, it's a what have you done for me lately league because for a while there everybody was saying man Mahomes 
the Chiefs did the right thing when that draft and what, yeah. but but now where we at now because at the end of the day Watson can make plays also he can make them as well and it just didn't follow the, their way at the end but it's nothing to do with Watson as far as we talked about where he fell fantasy wise where he was drafted for me nothing changes from his season standpoint nothing at all if anything I give Watson a little more credit right because he's not throwing to Travis Kelsey. You know, Tyree Kill and Hopkins, okay, they're both great, but, you know, the running game for the Chiefs and their offensive line play is so much better. I mean, Mahomes has a lot more weapons around him and protection than Deshaun. Deshaun's kind of having to just do it all himself at the end of game, so... You know, I got to give the nod here to Deshaun. Uh, I, I see Chuck on hold here. Do you want to get this loss to the fantasy football Super Bowl? I wonder if he has a an interesting story. Let's do that real quick. What do you got for us, Chuck? Hey, Chuck, go for it, my man. What happened? Well, uh, I guess that's Calvin, it. I, I, Calvin Ridley and Michael Gallup <laughs> haven't done anything, you know, for the last couple weeks. I sat them and put in Antonio Callaway and the guy from Seattle. They scored zero points. Gallup and Callaway each had like 14. Mm. And I lost by 12. Oh, oh, that hurt. You're right. Ridley hadn't been doing anything, though, and neither had Gallup. And, man, that's a tough beat right there, Chuck. I'm not going to lie to you. Yep. And then Callaway had zero points, and the one guy from Seattle, I forget his name, 83, he had one catch and like one, one point. I lost by 12 with no girly. That's oh, so tough. Man. That's so tough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Let's have a moment, uh, money line moment of silence, real quick, for my man. We're back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> but I uh, know. Still got me two fifty though. Hey, and that's all that counts. Yeah, that's all that counts. In the money. <laughs> we appreciate you all for right, calling guys, in, thanks, man. man. Thanks, Chuck. And yeah, that stuff happens, man. And you know, it is what it is. That's why it's gambling, right? Nothing is assured, and guys are going to blow up from time to time, and you're not going to see it coming. But uh, you know, back to the Texans. I think that I think they have a good opportunity this week. We have to be disappointed, obviously, because they say they came so close to clinching that that playoff buy. And you know, they look good. And you know, I was in a sports bar watching that game, and people were just on the edge of their seats on the finish of that Texans game. And it was wild. Watson, if anything, maybe he just scored a little too fast, right? I mean, it, obviously, it's not his fault, but he just went right down the field and boom, boom, and then and then Foles had enough time to come back. I mean, the play where he broke those few tackles, man, and converts, it's, it, it, you just had a feeling it was coming. Yeah. You, you knew it was coming. You didn't know how, when, where, but it was coming. It did, and, and it just didn't plan out at the end of the game, and... I, I thought the kicker was going to miss, honestly. I, I thought, and I had Philly. Let, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get that out there. I had a big bet on Philly a money line again. Again, let's talk about grabbing these lines early in the in the week. That line moved all over the place. By the time it ended, it was Philly minus two and a half. I had my people take Philly money line, and then. You see how things ended. Yeah. So at the end of the day, make sure that you catch these lines at the appropriate time to where you're going to bet. If you know the lines or if you think there's no knowing in this, but if you think, hey, uh, the, the public's going to hit this team, I might as well bet it now or the the, the line's going to move in my favor. Let me wait. Wait. Pick your spots, and that's so crucial because the public perception changes everything as these games get closer, especially on primetime games. Always think about that on primetime games as they get closer to kickoff and people have money tied up into other games. Sunday night game, everybody's got their money tied up Sunday. Now, all of a sudden, they got a fresh balance. What do they do? They go and make a bigger bet than they usually do. That's what drives these lines. 
That's a good point right there. And you must have been a little torn because you had the money on the Eagles to make that field goal. But I'm sure you would have liked to see the Texans win that game. For sure. So I'm I'm sure part of you was kind of fighting (laughs) fighting yourself a little bit there. And I I was like you. I thought he was going to miss it. I was having flashbacks to that Denver game when they missed the field goal and the Texans won. And uh, that just shows you, man. Everybody complains about the Texans. Oh, they don't look great, and it's not pretty when they win. And man, it's football. So many of these games come down to a kick, and that's just how it works. Everybody wants that pretty, though. Look what the Chiefs do when they play pretty. They play pretty in some of these primetime games, and they're not getting W's. Pretty doesn't win sometimes. It's no. just, it's just not the way. If, if football was work like that, then this, yeah. it'd be a simple gambling world for me. But it doesn't. You have to go with what's ugly, the grind of it, and. At the end of the day, that's what we uh, chase these lines for. I see we got a call from Casino Joe. Let's get over this call. Casino Joe, what's going on? You're on Moneyline, man. Hey, good morning. Just to hit on the fantasy football real quick, I appreciate the Sunday morning show. I was in three money leagues this year and had two second-place finishes and one first place. So, wow, nice. Uh, a little good job. $300 investment turned into 1300 Woo, Nice, nice. Good job, man. Yeah, so um, so hitting on the bowl games, I'm out here in Vegas right now, and I'm, I'm looking to spend some of that $1,300. I mean, is there any good lines uh, today with TCU and Cal or uh, Minnesota? And then also, uh, second question, is the show going to continue on Sundays after football season? Uh, we'll address the second question first. It looks like we are. So I believe uh, the Sunday show is going to continue. That is the last we heard. So, yeah, count on us being on still every, every uh, 10 to noon. Every Sunday, we're going to do it, and we'll just we'll shift the show a little bit, but we're still going to talk a lot of football because let's face it, you know, Super Bowl's not till February, and we'll touch on stuff from March Madness to anything that's coming along to to hold us over toward football. We'll start the football talk kind of early in the year, and then we'll go from there. But really, really, really appreciate you supporting the show and calling in. As far as that, the only way I could pay you back is to take Cal tonight. You're going to take Cal minus one to the bank, and then you're going to take Georgia Tech. Hopefully, you can get it around six because at seven, it's moved a little bit too much. But I feel that the Minnesota suspensions and their their top tackler is going to be out. And having to stop a Georgia Tech uh, uh, option, that's not the good remedy. The Georgia Tech coach is on his farewell. Give me Georgia Tech all the way at six, six and a half. If at seven, now you're touching key numbers. Try to get it under that. But I like Georgia Tech, man. That's where your money's at today. There you have it. All right, we're going to hit a break now. And on the other side, quickly, I would like to get Jerry's thoughts on the line for the Texans game this week. Opened up at 10. Now it's at seven in favor of the Texans. So when we come back, we'll give you Jerry Bowe's pick for that game, his early week thoughts on how that one's going to shake out. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> Welcome back to Moneyline. No Charlie Palillo, but just a bunch of guys they call Moneyline. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your boy Jerry Bow. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Or you can give us a call, 713-780-3776. It's a special edition of Moneyline. One where you can call and tell us. And I mean, let's not call it crying, but let's call it crying over a bad loss. Let's call it let's call it a gloating over a big win. Whatever you want. The lines are open. I want to hear your stories on how you took down the big the big title or how it was taken from you. Uh, for whatever reason, we're here to talk, and we're here to talk about Texans also. What, what do you think about the game this weekend? 
<sighs> what do you think as far as that line? Like uh, dropping from 10 to 7, an opening line of 10, dropped three points to a next a key number of 7. What's up with that? I think it's the fact that Blake Bortles is probably going to start this Who? game. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, you know, he can run a little bit. And I just feel better about him if I'm the Jags just in this one particular game than, than any of their other options. It's not that he's great, but obviously he's Blake Bortles. But I think, you know, he gives them a... You know, he he was okay last year. Maybe for one game he can get it together. So I think that's I think that's why. Just you know, they're used to dealing with him. He has a little more chemistry with the receivers because he's played with them longer. So even though he's not a great player, I think for this one week, and he's familiar with the Texans. Let's be honest. You know, he's faced this team quite a few times over the years. So I think that now that he's going to quarterback this week. I think that's why. And, of course, all the, the injuries for the Texans are just massive right now. And I think that's the one thing that we probably should have brought up earlier is how much they really needed that bye week to get healthy. And now they're not going to get it. So, you know, guys like Lamar Miller and, you know, JJ's banged up and Kareem Jackson. I, you know, I think JJ got back in that game, but he's he's been fighting injuries the last month or so. So they, they really needed that. So with all the injuries, I could see it being about a touchdown that sounds about right, doesn't it? What do you think? 16-4 and four straight up in their last 20 games at home after consecutive road games, the Houston Texans, meaning they're on the road a few weeks. How do they act when they get back home? Is it a, is it a boost up? Is there a morale down? It, it works out, it seems. But for the Jaguars, 2-13 and 13 straight up in their last 15 games versus their division on the road. So they don't really do well. As good as the Jaguars seem and... Everything was looking up for this year. The, that number doesn't move. They they struggle divisional foes on the road as visitors. I mean, so two and twenty seven in the last twenty nine games on the road versus team with winning records. Let's not let's not build this Jacksonville team up to to something that we had a small sample size. Yeah, they have talent. Yes, we know that on everywhere on that defensive side of the ball, they were able to. to they were they they were two quarters away from going to the uh, to, yeah. from upsetting Brady. I mean, let's let's be real here, but. Could they continue that to this year? Was that was that a was that lightning in a bottle? It clearly was, right? Because Bortles, I mean, he got benched. I mean, he was actually pretty good. And to me, it all goes back to when they got that that uh, that lead on the Patriots, right? And then they came storming back and won the game. And and Bortles just couldn't get a first down. And it seems like almost this entire season he can't get a first down. And this season, this is the first time there'll be a, ro- a, a dog of seven or more, a road dog of seven or more points. Usually that, that wasn't happening as of uh, last year because they were always in, they were the team that everybody was riding. Saxonville and Bortles was in good game scripts where he didn't have to go out there and win games rather than just to manage them and not lose them. But 6-3-1 and one against the spread over, that, over those numbers, when they're a, a dog of seven or more over the last 10, they're used to playing now that. Now, is this the same Jacksonville team? Uh, or are they, is this the Jacksonville team that when they were in those positions, they played with a chip on their shoulder, being that underdog. Now, do they still play with that chip on their shoulder, knowing that truly they, they ain't supposed to be underdogs? Like, let's say that Jacksonville had the year they were supposed to have this year, and Houston had the year they were supposed to be. What would be the line be? It wouldn't be nowhere close to seven, I'll tell you that much. No, you're right about that. That's for sure. The thing that kind of concerns me is remember on you know the 2nd of, of December, they shut out the Colts. I know they were at home in that game, and they only scored six points, my Lord. But they they stepped up for that game, and they didn't have a ton to play for in that one either. It's not like they were locked in to make it to the playoffs that they knocked off the Colts. They just they they rose up, and, and they got it done. 
I feel like the Jags are more of a front-running kind of team, though. You yeah. know, like in, when Jalen Ramsey's talking smack and, you know, they're rolling. Life is good over yeah. there when he's talking smack and then he'll hide behind camera or, you know, he'll run from him. He'll run from him, and that's what's so weak. This is the third time the Texans this season are going to be home favorites of seven or more. One and one against the spread in 2018. But in the past 10, in this situation, they're three and seven against the spread. So not a, not exactly convincing as seven point or more favorites in the past, but is this the same Texans team? The, the injuries are just that. That's what it is for me. I, I don't know who's going to be out there. I guess Vincent Smith is going to be your starting wide receiver on the opposite of Hopkins. Maybe Foreman, maybe Lamar Miller comes back at running back this week. Man, the secondary is just so banged up right now, but I think they'll squeak one out against the Jags, which you know, let's look down a little further to the following week. I think it's probably going to be the Colts, right? I mean, I don't think Mariota's going to play. So. No, yeah, no, I got the Colts going in. Yeah, I do. So I think I think we're going to have a rematch of, you know, Andrew Luck back at NRG, and we saw how that went a few weeks ago. Looking at that Colts uh, line, it was it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even available. I'm actually pulling it up now as you were talking about it to see Colts minus two and a half. On the road. That sounds about right. I mean, it, the Titans do have that form. They're outside. They get luck outside. It's winter time. They're at home. So the, the Titans have that. But, man, I, I don't think they're going to win that game. I, I just I just don't. I think Andrew Luck's dangerous. And, boy, I, I sure don't want to see him. I mean, he's been great. And we struggle against those really good quarterbacks. But we have to face good quarterbacks. That's what you face in the playoffs. Those are the guys you have to beat. So we'll see if they can do it. They've they got a couple of weeks to get ready for them. From a gambling perspective, let's see if this line even makes sense. Let's On a neutral field, then, let's take the three points. So Titans would be plus five and a half on a neutral, plus eight and a half in Indianapolis. So would you be comfortable taking Indianapolis minus eight and a half in this type of game? I still do. Yeah. Uh, in I a did. way, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a it's a divisional game. It's a it's a winner winner go home game. I understand all that, but luck yeah. at home, I would take that. So I'll take these points. Also, I'll I'll go ahead and spoil it now. I'm going to be all over the Colts. Every everywhere yeah. you hear me this week on them, whatever hits I'm doing, it's going to be Colts, Colts, Colts. It's Andrew Luck in a play in game going against very likely a backup quarterback. Yeah, I I think for sure. So I, I'm leaning Colts there as well. You know, I'm not excited about it. Uh, you know, from a gambling play, I'm excited about it. But as a Texans fan, I'm not excited about it because we're probably going to see Andrew Luck again. And that's not that's, the gift you want. No, no, th- that's a tough game. And you know, they really struggled with him last time. I mean, they they typically do. And you know, with all the injuries, he's he's going to be able to. Ty Hilton, man, you know what he does to the Texans and Ty. Ooh. My lord. So I I could see him having a big game, but I think Ebron got a little banged up for them uh, this week. So we'll see where he's at over the next couple weeks with his health. And I, I guess there's a couple other things quickly. Maybe we'll get to it on the other side, but we need to look at who's playing for something this week. Who's going to maybe rest their starters? Who's not? especially for fantasy and for gambling, those things matter. And for the MVP race, you know, is Drew Brees just going to not play this week? Or do you think he maybe wants to 
maybe play a quarter or a half to maybe put up a little bit That's of numbers. That's really interesting. You it's know? so interesting. And, and, and everything depends on that. From, from a fantasy, from DFS, you can take so much advantage if you know a team's not, gonna, not going all out or if you know the Cowboys might have Ezekiel Elliott in there for maybe just five rushes, you know, just yeah. to get him some touches and get him out. You never know that something we're going to touch on on every kind of scenario, every game that has implications. I believe 11 out of 16 of the games have some kind of seeding implications this week. Man. So it's a big week. We're going to make sure we get to all of that. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 97.5. Welcome back to Moneyline, where all we do is win, 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 win. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your boy Jerry Bow. We are here to talk about winning fantasy football titles, fantasy football heartbreaks. Whatever happened last week, we want to hear about it. 713-780-3776, or you can get us on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. No doubt about it. Any big games, anything you bet on that broke your heart, you can do that too. We're going to get into this week's slate of games. Jerry Bow is going to give you his his early thoughts on what side to bet, how to get in on a good number, that type of thing. When we left off last segment, we kind of teased this. We were talking about Drew Brees and with the Saints having locked everything up already, are they going to rest their starters this week? And the easy answer would just be say, yeah, they, they have nothing to play for and they're, they're going to bench them, but... Drew Brees has a chance to win the MVP this year, and it's a home game. Maybe they want to come out for the fans and give them a quarter with the starters, maybe give them the first half, or, or maybe they don't at all. But you have to wonder that with Brees. Is that important to him? Does he want to come out and pad his stats? So Jerry did a little research at, at Sean Payton's tendencies when they're at the end of the seasons on if they bench their players or, or if they play them. What did you find out, Jerry? In 2009, Sean Payton sat his starters when they had the number one seed locked up. In 2006, he did the same with the number two seed locked up. In 2010, he decided to play his starters even though the Saints barely had a slim chance of even changing their seeding. That game, he lost a few players to injury, and everybody remembers that. Well, go back and listen to it. He went off. He was really upset with himself. He couldn't. He, he was disappointed in himself at the game plan he put out there, and I have to think that he's not going to take that chance no more. Breeze... Being the veteran he is, knowing how close he was last year and knowing what the feeling in that locker room is, I think the only team that beats them is them this year. You know what I mean? Like they are they if they play their game and we can say that about anybody, but I'll take their A game against anybody's A game at home. Yeah. So give me that. Forget the stats. Forget the MVP. Let the kids win it. And you go out there and you get that title. I think you're right, Jerry. And I, I think that's about Breeze. I think he's to the point in his career, he's just like, man, I just want another championship. That's it. You know, that's all that matters. And so I think guys like Michael Thomas and, and Kamara, I don't think they're going to see the field. And I don't really think they should. So th- that's something to keep an eye on. And, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but this could be happening in some other games, you know, with you know with the Cowboys and, you know, even maybe with the Chargers. If they see the Chiefs get out to a big lead, then all of a sudden they don't really have much to play for. You know, so that could be something to keep an eye on, too. That, that Rams situation is yeah. real crazy, though, because, okay, the Rams, they, they have to win. They need to win. But then what do the Bears do? When do the Bears let off the gas in their game? Because yeah. they they can't get no worse than the three seed. But 
What happens if they have no chance of catching that two C Rams are up by twenty five at half yep. and the Bears gotta play a road game? Yeah. What do you gotta do? You can you're gonna leave your guys out there? I don't know. You're gonna keep you're gonna keep showing off your playbook? I don't know. I don't know about these things. That's a good point. And you know, the Rams have the 49ers. They're probably thinking, do we need Todd Gurley to beat the 49ers in week 17? And it also reminds me now that I think of it a few years back when Dallas was in this predicament and they played Zeke and them the first few drives at Philly, I believe they had the lead and then they ended up getting blown out. I think 13 to 27. Let me, I'm going to check that for all you Cowboy fans probably thinking right now, but I know it was somewhere around there and it was a game that Zeke had about five carries and then they took them out and then they got, they, they got blown out after that. So from a gambling perspective, make sure you're on my bookie. You have that live bet screen pulled up. And as soon as you see like, hey, this is that last drive. Let's see where they ended here. Boom, you pounce on it, and then you make money. You 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 beat the game by being the game. That's a good point. It, not just fantasy football, right? For gambling, th- th- these guys getting benched and playing or not playing, that makes a huge difference on who you think is going to win the game if you know a team's not not all in to win for the week. So that, you know, keep an eye on, on Jerry's Twitter feed this week at Jerry Bo knows. Keep following us on sports map. We're going to hit all these things and, you know, we're going to be in also tomorrow filling in for Charlie. And we're also going to be in on Friday filling in for Charlie. And then we have our show on Sunday from 10 to noon. So, you know, if, if you're kind of wondering who's going to play, who's not, we're going to keep you updated. We'll let you know what that means on if guys are going to go and how that affects the line or your fantasy chances. And he said Jerry Bo, not Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones is out here. Quote, we're all out. We've got work to do. We've got some things to do out here. I think we can all agree. We don't want to. But if we can, go into the playoffs with dangling participles, loose ends. We are going to play our players. I don't believe him. No, I he did the same thing in 2016. I mean, they've done they've done the same thing. They've claimed. I mean, I don't. I don't. If he goes out there and runs Zeke to the ground, and it's not going to happen. Zeke. No. Zeke's looking at him like, nah, man. I'm, that makes no not, sense. Not I. No, that makes no sense. And I think uh, Pete Carroll came out and said he's going to play all the Seahawks guys. And if you look at his track record, Pete Carroll typically does play. And he his will. Guys. He, yeah. he, he's a momentum guy, though. Yeah. You, he he has to keep that chewing gum fresh, <laughs> you know, straight up. He Especially has to keep... after that uh, contract extension. Exactly. Exactly. And the Seahawks are doing good right now. Like I want. Once you beat KC, that I mean, everything's looking up. If yeah. you can hold a team like that, let's see. We got a caller, Eddie. You're on Moneyline. What's going on, man? How you doing, fellas? What's going on, Eddie? Not much. I just wanted to share on my second place finish. Uh, uh, heading to Monday night, I was up by six points, and uh, the other guy had Philip Lindsay, and uh, Philip Lindsay ends up leaving the game uh, with a hurt wrist uh, with 57 yards, end up winning uh, second place by one point. Mm. Man, dang. That is rough. Do you at least yeah. uh, you get a little something out of it or, or no? Well, yeah, it's a $100 difference between second and third, so it was pretty cool. Oh, that's good, man. At least you got that. And it looks like a Lindsay, just to update, it looks like he's going to have to have surgery on that wrist. So it looks like a pretty significant oh. injury. So you got lucky. Oh, let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about how lucky you got him, though. I'm, I'm imagining you picked him up off that free agency, and it was, it was, life was good for you, huh? Well, no, I, I I didn't have Lindsey. The he other guy had Lindsey. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. He played against, so yeah. him leaving the game early is, is what put you over. Yeah, that that guy had a heck of a season. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. He's fast. And see, that stuff happens sometimes, man. You don't want to wish for injuries, but uh, when they go in your favor, you're not going to hate on it either. <laughs> no, not <Right>. at all. <laughs> awesome. Thanks yeah. a lot, Eddie. Really appreciate it, man. All right, love the show, guys. Take uh, care. Thanks, bud.
So there you have it. Yeah, anybody else? Do you have any stories, any any Ooh, big victories, I any a, close calls? I had a boy that had Lindsay. That's why I got that confused, and he was just tripping. And I was like, man, think about the think about it as a whole. You got lucky. You got really lucky to have him. And he's just like, that's besides the point, though. Like, he got me here, and it, we're talking about one game, Jerry. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't bring up old stuff. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you bringing up old stuff? Yeah, and you're like, well, the old stuff guy, this free agent guy fell into your lap. Then next year, he's going to be a top two round. Where does Philip Lindsay go next year, Cam? What do you think? Where do you what, – what, what, where does he fall? Look, I had Philip Lindsay in one of my leagues, and he was arguably the second best running back. It's gonna be kind of hard to beat Christian McCaffrey, but I think he's got the talent to go first round. But I think people haven't quite caught on to the name yet, and I think we've seen a history of Denver running backs post a good year and then kind of falter. We've seen mm-hmm. it with um, with old dude that's not even in the league, C.J. Anderson. You know, he just kind of disappeared. So I think Philip Lindsay is probably gonna be a backhand second round pick, but it depends because you have leagues that are eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. Like if it's a fourteen man league, you could see him going in the first round. But if we're talking about average twelve man league, I can see the second round. And then remember coming into this year, and that's why I asked y'all because I was though I was a Royce Freeman guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was all over him, and look what happened. And, and it's that's why I asked: Are people going to? The Royce Freeman guys like myself, are they going to gravitate to the Lindsay? You know what I mean? That's what you tend to do sometimes, and you tend to make mistakes. Josh and I were talking before the show, and what a shout-out to Jacksonville Jaguar drafter guy that, yeah. that got him in the seventh or eighth round whenever he had his team filled up. Do you even start him now? Like, did you start him last week in your fantasy? I mean, when, be careful. Like, let, let's, let's go with what we know. Like, yeah. let's not change up things because – where's the Brady guy that got Brady in the fourth round and fifth round, you know, like where's the Rogers guy last week? Yeah, it panned out. But even last week you questioned yourself like, man, do I even start him today? Do I even start him? Well, that's your fourth or fifth round pick. You better start him. And if you're getting to that point, then the pick wasn't as solid and the value wasn't as the, the, what you thought it was. So always think of that. Don't do too much. And and these defenses, and I, we're going to get into what we learned. Yeah, lessons what learned. We learned. Let's do that next. Let's right. go ahead and what did we learn? What did you learn from a fantasy perspective, from a gambling perspective, from just watching football, from a fan perspective? If there's something that you learned this year, give us a call, 713-780-3776. We'll be right back with that. This is Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Ready, here come. Compton, uh. Drake found me in the slums. Selling that stuff. One hand on my... I was selling... The Master P was saying, uh. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. <laughs> 